we welcome in Frank Saravalli. Morning, Frank. You're with Kevin and Laddie on a Thursday. How's she going out in Philly? Hello, boys. Uh, everything's good Hello, here. Frank. Early signs of spring. Still a little chilly, but uh, hmm. certainly more daylight here. I can smell it. Golf is yeah, right around the corner on the other side of the tree. I forgot, I forgot to ask you, did you get that golf game in? I did, and I uh, took some money off my buddies. Ooh. It was great. <laughs> now, everyone's talking. Did you Were you up for the 115 goal by Charlie McAvoy in the wee hours? I was. Wow. That's a trooper. La- even Laddie says I couldn't make it. Ten, it was ten twenty two local time start last night. Yes, that's just insane. Yeah, it's as just I don't want to call it stupid, yeah. but yeah, two really good teams are squaring off. They only play what twice a year, mm-hmm. and this is the. Um, so you must have been entertained last night, Frank. Yeah, I was uh, a little more entertained by the couple goals that Austin Matthews had scored last <laughs> night in Arizona with the. Uh, Austin Matthews, two goals are more plus 400 play, but yes. Yeah. Um, it's, we, we haven't talked about that yet, Frank. That's cr- yeah, <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it is crazy, man, yeah. what's, what's happening. Like, and if everything goes in. Like, it's, I mean, did anyone what? think last night that Matthews wasn't going to score number no, 50 in no. Arizona, mm-hmm. one goal away the against arena. the Yotes team that feels like they've lost 12 in a row or 15 in a row? They have been really cold, hey? Yeah, 11 yeah, straight losses. Yeah. Like, what happened? What, what, like, what do you see, Frank, there? Like, what's, what's happening in Arizona? I see a team that typically competes really hard that is just short on talent. And I think the West has absolutely ground them down. Mm-hmm. And I think they're in a spot where they have to move whatever pending UFAs they have and be as creative as possible. Even with all the draft picks that they've stockpiled, they have 20 in the first three rounds over the next three years that they're going to continue mm-hmm. to acquire as many uh, pieces as possible. Uh, do you think the coach is safe there? I do. I, I think they're happy with Andre Tournier. I think they uh, like the way that, that that he's really shaped the culture there. And I think um, really, like, more than that, let's call a spade a spade. Like, I don't think they're making any changes there mm-hmm. until we get some clarity on what's happening with the team. So mm-hmm. where do you rank Austin Matthews right now? A lot of people in Leafland are calling him the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf ever right now. Where do you... Put him in that conversation, Frank. It's a good question. I would say I think impact-wise and heart trophy and 100-point season and all those things together, hitting 60 goals, I think he probably will take that mantle. Mm -hmm. And I think more than that, I think Austin Matthews is going to go down as the greatest goal scorer ever. Hmm. And that's with all due respect to both Alex Ovechkin and Wayne Gretzky. Hmm. Those are big words. The greatest goal scorer ever. So you think he will, as far as numbers wise, or are you looking at goals per game as well, which is a big stat? I'm looking at everything. Numbers wise, he's closing in on 300 goals. Or sorry, he's closing yeah. in on 400 goals. What, 350, right? He's at 350 on the dot. Yep. So what is he, 26, 7, 27, right? Fifth fastest he, player to reach 350. He's 26. 
He is... 26 still, only. He's in his eighth season. And if you're thinking he probably plays, I don't know. Health always comes into it, right? Yeah. But he's got 350 in 535. If he plays 1,300 games, that gets him to 850. Hmm. Where's Obi at? Like for me right now, Obi. Obi's oh, at oh, 850 right now. Yeah, Obi for me is the greatest <laughs> goal scorer right now. But yeah, like if there is a, if there is a guy who could change my mind, it would be probably Matthews. Hmm. That being said, so just based on the math that I just did, so Ovi's at 838 in 1,398 games. Austin Matthews, to give you some perspective on the pace, he's on pace to get to 850 100 games faster mm-hmm. than Ovechkin. Wow. 100 yeah, but, games. Yeah, but so if you, you're saying that you think Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time, which I would agree right now. Mm-hmm. You have to at least allow for the possibility oh. that Matthews can be that. Oh, I, 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 hundred percent. But like at some certain point, you probably gonna slow down, like you see with Ovi. But like if somebody can do it, I'm, I'm on board with you. It, it would be him. The, the other thing that was mentioned here, the greatest leaf. Again, only time will tell. Yeah. Right. Like he's gonna but probably he may ha- already be that though. Yeah, but did did he do anything in the playoffs yet? Like uh, that's Matt that's that's how I measure in the playoffs. Like, what? What? Think I, of the best Leafs. Did how much did Matt Sundin do in the playoffs? That's that's true. But, but the, only, the only guy the only guy is Davy Keon is the only guy that comes into the equation here. Yeah, it's a long time. A lot, lot of fans are gonna be like measuring his success and how he was like based on like if he's gonna if they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Like I. Like individually, he's probably yeah, he's pretty close to be the best best leaf. They don't have any yeah um, incredible statistic <laughs> compilers. They don't, their, eh? No. Matt's, is it Matt Sandin the the all time leader in points for the Leafs? I, I, don't, I don't know that, that, again. You didn't do well. Your here's the thing: on, I hate Kevin. the Leafs so bad. I I don't care about them. That's the thing. Why do you hate the Leafs? Why uh, do you hate anyone? Frick, Everybody, I, ca- just, all Canadian, all Canadians, <laughs> I, they all hate Toronto. I, like, well, if you're not a Leaf fan, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. If you're not a Leaf fan, everybody hates Toronto. My yeah. son is a Toronto fan, huge. <laughs> and sometimes I, you know, I don't want to say I hate him, but <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's uh, sometimes it's really hard to look at him when he wears his stupid Toronto jersey. So Austin, just again for perspective, Austin Matthews is already eighth all time in mm-hmm. franchise points. <laughs> and he's uh, he's closing in on the goal the franchise goal lead. He's only 70 away. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. How is he? So how, like yeah. at, at some point, theoretically, like he's going to own all those records. Mm-hmm. Is he not already the fact that he's only eight years in already close to that conversation? Mm-hmm. The question is, is he gonna resign with them? He already did. Yeah. yeah. No, after but this one. After, after this, this one, one, that's what he's got four years. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think he's gonna stay there? Let me ask you this. His contract goes until 2028. Do you yeah. know what you're going to be doing in 2026, Laddie? Yeah, I'm going to live. How in does that, he know what he's going to do? <laughs> I'm going to live in Edmonton for sure. I'm, I'm a lifer. Yeah, I do know. He's got the rise and grind going. Well, my, 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 yeah, I'm going to be probably coaching. Uh, yeah, coaching I, I, I don't know, but but that's that that might play into it too. No, 
Like if you're talking just statistics, like he just, might be. But okay, so that would give him four additional seasons. He should, even if he doesn't play another game beyond the next contract, he should own all their records by now. Yeah. No, I, I think right he now healthy, he yeah. isn't. Yeah. Right now he's not the greatest Leaf, but he will be in a couple years. In a How's couple years, so? yeah. yeah. And I've okay, had so enough Leafs talk for a long time. The goal scoring then, <laughs> yeah. too. Yes. Uh, well, only time will tell me the goal scoring. We've got to move on to what's going on with the trade target. Anything moving and shaking there, Frank? So new trade targets board comes out today. Yep. Kevin, I, I aim to please. Oh, uh, 15, 15 days from the deadline. And there is some movement on the board. All the usual suspects still there. But what you're going to see is players like Marc-Andre Fleury float closer to the bottom. He was in the top five. When we did this last almost two weeks ago, the Wild were six or eight points out and looking like they were dead in the water. And now... They're right there in the mix, and and I think they have the inside track to be the eighth seed. Hmm. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins have also fallen out. Uh, they're, I think, nine points back today, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> with some games in hand. And the Jake Gensel, he's going to be in the top five, even with the injury. And look out for Riley Smith, because... Mm-hmm. The Penguins, I think, have to get creative here. Kyle Dubas mentioned yesterday that they need to get younger. Smith, like Eric Carlson, really just hasn't been a fit. I don't think Smith woke up this year and forgot how to play hockey. He was such an important piece for Vegas last year. I wonder if he's a candidate to go back to Vegas on half retained and they would get him for this year and next at two and a half million bucks. You know, you know what? Uh, one team that we, we 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 discuss Calgary all the time, Frank, because of you know the key pieces, and everyone kind of thinks that they're when they start making the moves with Hannafin and and Tan of the dominoes start fl- flowing, the the market gets set. But I never ever have asked you about the New York Islanders and where, mm. what's your stance where where they are in the standings and with Lou Lamorello and you know where do you see New York, the Islanders moving forward here in the next two weeks? Well, they're clearly not waving the white flag with the coaching change. They're trying to get better. I think energy-wise and eye test-wise, I think they've been a bit better under Patrick Waugh, but I think statistically and standings-wise, they're mostly the same. Hmm. Um, I would say that they're in the market for a defenseman. They've been you know, nibbling around the edges with defensemen all year, waiver claims, etc. Um, I think that's you know, one area that they're looking at. And I also think that they're a team that's really in need of some scoring punch. I mean, think back to last year, they went out and got one of the league leaders in goals at the time, Bo Horvat, when they traded for him had 29 already mm-hmm. that season for the Canucks. They're a team that has struggled to generate offense. Sorokin has had a tremendous year and I don't see them being a playoff team, but I think that we've seen enough from Lou Lamorello to know that he's really committed to this team and this core and believers in it that he's he's likely to do something. But I caution my words by saying that hmm. I typically put the Islanders in the only God and Lou no category <laughs> because he's not talking to us insiders. Oh, yeah, he, he has he ever given you a little little tip, little little nugget, little snippet, little harbinger? Never, here? not even once. <laughs> although one time, I did enjoy a bottle of red with Lou. Oh, and that, that had to it be was a treat. one of the most fascinating 
hours and a half of how, my life. How did that come about? Like, what, you just hanging around the bar one night? And- nope. Uh, it's a long story, but I was in Toronto for uh, free agency one year and just wrapped up a show, and I was with – John Scott and another colleague, John Scott had yep. joined us on air that day shortly after his MVP experience at All-Star Weekend and met up with Lou Lamorello and Brendan Shanahan. Ooh. And it was a fascinating conversation. And at one point, John Scott was still playing. He can tell you the story. But at one point, Lou said to him, it's time for you to hang up the skates. <laughs> and he was like, what? He didn't speak for like two whole minutes and I was ready to grab him in case he, you know, Snapped. jumped across the table. But, uh, it was, uh, it was really interesting and he's an absolute Lou Lamorello is an absolute prince of a human mm-hmm. being. Um, and just the most classy guy. I, you know, I, I just, he's not a big, he's, he's real big on keeping whatever they're up to internal. Mm-hmm. And I, in fact, one of the big things that other managers will tell you is that whatever you're working on with him, he always says to them, if word leaks out, it's done. It's done. Huh. And that there's actually evidence of that. This is a funny story. If you have 30 seconds, absolutely. One trade deadline, I was on air at TSN and we, I had gotten word that the Wild and Islanders were talking about a Zach Parise trade. So this is obviously pre way pre buyout and Parise of course has some, you know, affiliation with the Islanders and he ended up playing, you know, reuniting with Lou at, you know, at some point and then just finished there last year. But I remember one of the principals involved said to me, be very careful about how you handle this. And in fact, someone had called me beforehand and said, how the bleep did you find out about this? And I maybe went a little bit too far in sharing details on the air. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the trade did not get done. (laughs) There you go. I, 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 I had a, I have a friend, a really good friend who worked for Lou for over 25 years as a scout in New Jersey. Hmm. He's a Czech guy and I heard quite a bit of story, but with the one thing he always said, like Lou, he's, he's hard on people. He holds them accountable, but he's very loyal. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you do your job, he's going to stand by you. And like, so he, he, he holds it very high. Fools. Yeah. It's. Yeah, he he says he's one of the greatest guys he ever worked with in in hockey. Was it red or white? Was it red or white, Frank? Or wine? Is that even a question? Red. Yes, it a couple is. Italians sitting around. Got, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have any white wine in my house. That's for that's for, my wife drinks white, but like I would, you know, when I drank, like yeah. it would be red. Yes. Come on, I'm just like, come on, hey, come on, you Kevin. Never know. I can I can see Kevin like feet up at home and probably Riesling or whatever. No, no, like, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I, not exclusively. I used to be a big California cab guy, but I'm. Pretty close to exclusively Brunello. Attaboy, oh, I Frank. love Brunello. Attaboy, I used to Frank. love Brunello. Oh. I can't wait till we tip My a guy. bottle back. <laughs> tip a bottle back. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Frank, thanks for this. Have a great weekend. We've got some key games coming up. Enjoy them, and uh, we'll talk on Tuesday. Thanks for this, man. See you guys.